glory. Hallelujah. <laughs> welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another fun-filled episode of Movie Thoughts. I hope that I didn't just blow out your eardrums with my Elvis singing, and I hope you're sticking around for the podcast. So, today, we are talking about Elvis, the movie, not the one from 1980, I believe it was, with Kurt Russell, directed by John Carpenter, yes, there is an Elvis movie directed by John Carpenter. Um, it was, I think it was his follow-up right after Halloween. Um, I think it was his next movie. And it it's interesting because, yet again, another episode where I just veer off topic and start talking about other things. Um, but yeah, it's interesting because this was the first, I think it was the first collaboration with uh, Kurt Russell. And they went on, of course, to work together. On The Thing, on Big Trouble Little China, Escape from New York, Escape from L.A., and had a great relationship, and still do to this day. Uh, actually, that movie's from 1979. That's Elvis. It was a TV movie. But we're not talking about the 1979 Elvis film. We are talking about 2022's Elvis, starring Austin Butler and Tom Hanks, directed by Boz Lerman. So this movie... Let me give you a little bit of history with me and Elvis Presley. Not that I knew the man personally, obviously, but uh, so I was brought up. My father is a big Elvis fan. He's been a big Elvis fan his whole life, basically. And now, by default, that means that whether I wanted to be one or not, I became kind of an Elvis fan. I think when I was younger... Um, now my saying my father's an Elvis fan is an understatement because my father's a super Elvis fan, or he's a super fan. He fucking all he listens to is Elvis. My whole life, all he listens to is Elvis. So when I was growing up, I kind of excuse me, I kind of didn't get into it because it was kind of like I don't want to say rebellious, but it was kind of like go against what your parent likes. So I think I kind of tried to ignore. Elvis, uh, my early years, and I kind of like was against Elvis. <laughs> not, not that I was against him. I guess I kind of purposely, as I became of the age where you start getting into music, uh, and I got into classic rock, and I got into the Beatles and the Doors and the Rolling Stones and all that fun stuff, I kind of didn't revisit Elvis. You know, he was kind of always there, but he's always my father's music. So. I was more of a Beatles fan. And to this day, I guess I'll probably say that I'm more of a Beatles fan. But in the years that I got older, I became more of an Elvis fan. Obviously, I can appreciate what he's done. Um, you know, you can't you can't knock Elvis. I mean, I definitely did in my younger years, but you can't knock Elvis. He's He's a fucking legend. You know, just like the bands I mentioned, the Beatles and the Stones and stuff like that. He was definitely a pioneer and he led into bands like the Beatles, obviously. They were inspired by him. So my relationship with the music, I know a lot of Elvis music. I know more Elvis music than I should uh, because, like I said, I grew up on it. And Elvis Presley is a fascinating figure. Uh, Obviously, me and my brother have uh, dabbled into the Elvis conspiracies over the years. Is he alive? Is he dead? 
Obviously, this guy's dead. Uh, it's fun to think that he's alive, but he's dead. Now, this movie doesn't go into any of that ridiculous stuff. But it does go into some other stuff. Um, you have Austin Butler, who, for those... I mean, I don't know what else he's been in. I know he's been in some uh, Disney stuff when he was younger. I know the big thing he was in recently was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which uh, he played Tex, obviously one of the Man- uh, Manson gang members. And he's in a small role in that film, but he was he was good. The only other thing I'd seen him in at that point was a that obscure Kevin Smith movie, Yoga Hosers, which he pops up in briefly. But this is Austin Butler's... I want to say his first like major starring role, right? Where he's pretty much the main character. And he's up there with Tom fucking Hanks. Yes, Tom fucking Hanks, who is a legend uh, of, of cinema, I feel. I mean, who doesn't like Tom Hanks? I mean, he's a national treasure. He's done, like, as far as, like, versatile, like... The guy's done comedies. The guy's won Oscars. The guy, he's directed a little film called That Thing You Do, if you've seen it. And I think he's directed something else since. I'm not going to go into his directing filmography. But Tom Hanks has proved himself as a great actor time and time again. So to play uh, Colonel Tom Parker, who is this um, sometimes cartoonish uh, Dutchman who managed... Elvis Presley, who who else would you get but Tom Hanks? And Tom Hanks, so I'll talk a little bit about this movie. Now, going into it, before I get into the specifics of Tom Hanks' performance, which I could talk about all day, going into this movie, I had pretty high expectations. Uh, like I said, grew up with Elvis, always kind of known about him, was excited, uh, went to go see it with my brother, my father, our fiancés, you know, and we went with high expectations. Now, I was scared. I kind of had myself uh, tempering my expectations because to pull this movie off, it's tricky. You know, obviously, when you know Elvis inside and out and you've seen him perform hundreds of times and footage and music and seeing an actor take on that role, it's tricky. Um, You know... We all go in there with our experiences of of seeing the actual man, and especially you know if you're going into a biopic that you don't you've never heard of the person before, that's great. But when you are a fan and you've seen him a million times, it's it's a tricky thing to do. So going into this movie, I tried to have my expectations tempered, and honestly, when I walked out of this movie, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, my worries were not that I'm I I like Boz Lerman. I think he's a good director. He's got a certain style as you know from his movies whether it be, you know, Moulin Rouge or Romeo and Juliet or more recently uh Great Gatsby with Leonardo DiCaprio. He has a style. He puts his um spin on it. Um it's a little bit and obviously when you watch this movie you're expecting a Baz Luhrmann movie. You need to expect like the the fast kind of like <laughs> I don't know what else to say, but like cocaine induced cuts and the franticness of this of the you know the transitions to one shot to the other. There's a lot of that in this movie, and and it works in the Elvis storytelling. 
Uh, I worried a little bit about the soundtrack because I know uh, in the past Lerman has, it's kind of with his style, he's put modern music into, you know, period pieces. Uh, obviously, he did he did it in Great Gatsby where there was, I think there was like a, a Jay-Z Kanye West song in that movie. And, and that's fine. It kind of, my fear going in was like, I don't want too much of that because then it takes me out of, you know, the period, you know, being in the 50s and 60s. I don't really want to hear modern music in that, uh, you know, story. It just would pull me right out of it. Now, luckily, he uses modern music sparingly in this film. Uh, a lot of the music, obviously, is Elvis music, but there is some music from that time period, and that's mostly what fills up the soundtrack of this film. I know that if you buy the soundtrack, there's some more modern remixes and stuff like that. And there are a few remixes of Elvis classics in this, but it works for the most part. And luckily, like I said, he doesn't, you know, overdo the modern music in this film. So overall, walking out of this movie, I did enjoy it. It it was better than I expected it to be. Now, I recently, I saw in the theater, whenever the hell it came out, the first day it came out, the first night I was there, but I recently just rewatched this on HBO Max to uh, kind of see how I felt about it again after the initial viewing. Now, I wanted to get back to the theater and see it. Again, I didn't get a chance, but I got to say the movie holds up. I think that the first half of this movie is a little bit slow, you know, there's a lot they're getting out of the way. They're building the mythology. You definitely, I think Boz Lerman has said himself, this is kind of like a superhero origin story. And you definitely feel that a little bit with uh, Elvis and his connection to uh, Captain Marvel, Shazam, whatever the hell you want to call him. But So there's definitely a lot of that um, build up. But I definitely like the second half of this film better than the first half. That's just because I think that Elvis is as as interesting as Elvis's like rise to stardom is. I like his downfall has always been something that fascinates me. So this movie is I think two two hours forty minutes, two and a half hours, whatever it is, without credits. I feel like as as long as that is for a movie, and I'm usually somebody who's like, oh, you could have sliced twenty minutes off, you could have sliced thirty minutes off, fifteen minutes. I think maybe this movie could have been a little longer. I would have liked to see maybe like a three-hour cut, maybe another 20 minutes or so more with, uh, you know, Elvis's downfall would have been nice because that's something that always fascinates me, you know, more fat Elvis, to put it lightly. I mean, I think to see how this guy, you know, basically crashed and and had a heart attack so young and... uh I would have liked to see a little bit more of that. Now, as far as performances, I started talking about Tom Hanks. So let's talk a little bit about Tom Hanks. He's obviously playing the cartoonish um, Colonel Tom Parker. (laughs) Now, I think Tom Hanks does a good job in this movie. I've heard mixed things about Tom Hanks' performance. It's interesting if you haven't seen the movie, but this story is told from the perspective of Colonel Tom Parker. So from the very beginning, from the opening sequence, we're getting a voiceover uh, from Tom Hanks. And we're getting 
the ridiculous accent he's doing, you know? So you're, you get fully immersed in this right from the beginning of the movie and you're getting it from his point of view. He's narrating. It's weird too, because he's dead. So like, I don't know if they took it from, obviously it took some stuff from words. He said interviews and stuff like that, but they take some liberties there with, uh, Colonel Tom Parker and having him narrate at times. Like I said, this, this performance is a little cartoonish. Now, had this been another actor, had it not been Tom Hanks, I don't think they would have been able to pull this off. But you got somebody of that caliber, and for the most part, Tom Hanks pulls this off. He's a little overused. Uh, if I had to say, you know, if I had a little quarrel with it, I think, like, obviously it's told from Tom Hanks's character's perspective. But I would have liked to see more Elvis over Colonel Tom. You know, Elvis at times, listen, the movie's called Elvis. It's not called fucking Colonel Tom Parker. But at times it feels like Elvis is kind of pushed a little bit to the side um, when you want to see more Elvis. But he does a good job, Tom Hanks. I I can't sit here and knock Tom Hanks. A couple of times it 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 hit me on the head. I didn't realize it the first time, but a couple of times, forgive me for saying it, but I was reminded of Goldmember, okay? I was reminded a little bit of Goldmember. Yes, Schulte. Yes, yes, you're not the fire, the Marge. I was reminded a little bit, and I couldn't help watching it the second time and thinking of Goldmember in these scenes, like with, with Austin Butler's Elvis. But other than that, I, you know, he works. I mean, this character, this is based on a true story. So this is based on a a real guy and he had to take it to that level. You might feel he's overused a little bit like I do, but I think for the most part, he does a good job of what he's doing. But obviously, the man who steals the show, and obviously he steals it away from Tom Hanks, is Austin Butler. Now, like I said before, I hadn't seen a lot of this guy in things, only in bit parts here and there, but holy shit. The, I read somewhere that uh, Harry Styles, the singer dude who turned actor, I don't know how I feel about him, but I heard that he wanted to audition for Elvis, and he auditioned for Elvis, and Boz Lerman let him audition, but he didn't want to use him, Boz Lerman, because he didn't want to use Harry Styles, who was a name as Elvis, because people would have said, that's Harry Styles. And I think that's one of the smartest decisions he's done here, because because Austin Butler, essentially, he becomes Elvis Presley. I mean, you watch this movie, and you watch him do the performing, and the singing, and the guitar playing, and dancing, and the hip swinging, and it, it is Elvis. You forget you're watching an actor portraying Elvis. And I say that as somebody who has had Elvis in my sights for a long time. You know, I I know who the man is. I've seen the man, like I said, hundreds of times. I've heard him sing. So having that illusion that you're watching Elvis worked out uh, using... I don't want to say he was an unknown actor, but using somebody who, you know, hasn't really broke through completely was smart. Now this guy, I mean, I personally think this guy deserves an Oscar nod. 
I mean, we'd have to see who else he was up against, but he might deserve the win on this one because he is fucking good. I mean, I look at um, some recent music biopics like Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, which uh, Rami Malek won for Freddie Mercury, and he was he was great as well. I think he deserved that, but like, I honestly think that uh, that Austin Butler did a did a better job. I think, like, if you're going to compare and contrast, I know with the singing, I think he did some of the singing, the early career stuff. And obviously he learned how to play some uh, guitar and stuff like that. I think later in the movie, when Elvis is a bit older, I think that's isolated vocal tracks from Elvis. But still, just the performance, the the speech, the, the mannerisms, it feels like you're watching Elvis, you know? There's a lot of shots where, like, I had a double take and say like, was that a, you know, was that him or was that an old archive footing uh, footage, you know? And they do do that at some points in this movie, uh, particularly the ending. They splice in some old footage of Elvis, but you're watching this and you're like, holy shit! Like this guy literally became Elvis. He's got, I hate to be like cliche, but this guy has a future in movies. I mean, he's gonna. I hope that he gets the right roles and he picks the right roles and he has the right roles come his way because I think he's going to be a fucking, he's going to have a hell of a career, hell of a career. Um, he just completely steals the show, honestly. And like, like, like I said, to be up against somebody like Tom Hanks and Tom Hanks is playing a completely different character, but to be, up against Tom Hanks, sharing the screen with Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks gets a hell of a lot of screen time. And you're, you know, stealing the show essentially from him too. And that's fucking an achievement in itself. There was, the movie does, um, I think it takes some liberties. There's definitely some stuff in here that factually might not have went down exactly the way it happened in the film. It's an entertaining film. Obviously, any movie you watch, especially one based on true events, is going to kind of take some liberties and do what they have to do to serve the story. So overall, I think they do do a good job with the Elvis story to keep it entertaining. There's definitely been a rise in popularity. Not that Elvis wasn't popular enough, but there's definitely been a rise since this movie came out. I see a lot of younger people getting into Elvis. Took my nephew to see this movie too. He's got a little Elvis bug. So it's nice to see the movie deliver on that. Now to compare the film to some of the more recent uh, you know, music biopics. I think one of the problems that a lot of music biopics have lately are that they kind of play it a little too safe. Um, I brought up Bohemian Rhapsody. And I, I thought Bohemian Rhapsody was a decent biopic. Being a fan of Queen... It showed some of the, you know, basic things that went down and, you know, dabbled in Freddie Mercury's personal life, obviously. But, like, I will say it played it a little too safe. You know, you really didn't see a lot of the darker stuff. They kind of kept it clean, which I understand. You know, um, when families and friends are involved in creating these movies about, you know, musicians or whoever has passed away, they don't want to tarnish their legacy. I get it. I think that, like... The Elton John film Rocket Man, which was good. It was it was more of a straight up musical. It obviously he was involved and they went some of the darker stuff they went into. Elvis kind of 
goes somewhere in between both of those. I mean, it doesn't... I was surprised at the stuff it did show, but it also keeps it kind of clean towards the end. And instead of, like, showing a complete spiral uh, of this man, it kind of just tiptoes around it, and then we see that he passed away. So we don't really get the full-fledged, you know, what really went down there as far as his last hours or his last days and and what exactly happened. I mean, obviously, if you've, if you've researched Elvis, you know for the most part what happened, but I would, I would have liked to see, I, I mean, I hate to say it, but I would have liked to see the spiral, you know, because like I said, they dabble, there's some paranoia towards the end of the movie where he's think somebody's coming to kill him and he's got a gun and he's you know and obviously drugs played a role in that and like I said earlier only semi-joking I would have wanted more fat Elvis you know it's (laughs) these are the things that are fascinating about this guy and they kind of dabbled in it um recently I know there was supposed to be over the years there was supposed to be like a Frank Sinatra biopic and I believe at one point that Martin Scorsese was supposed to do it and that he ended up backing out because the Sinatra family didn't want to go into some of the darker things. So he ended up backing out because it wasn't the story he wanted to tell. He wanted to kind of tell a true story and get down to the nitty and gritty. So I'm happy for the most part with what the movie is. Um, I think it definitely could have went down several darker paths. But they, they do a good job of keeping it where... They don't, they're not really hiding stuff. They do show some of the darker side. But overall, liked it. Uh, definitely could see them releasing at some point an extended cut. I know the director said that initially the work print was maybe four hours. Obviously, you know, work print is going to be a lot of sloppily filmed scenes or whatnot. It's going to be pretty much everything all together. So there could be a three-hour three and a half hour cut maybe in the future i i would i wouldn't be against it because there's definitely some stuff you could show i liked all the 68 comeback special stuff uh i thought that was really the peak peak of the movie for me where it really got me hooked uh obviously the ending with the uh, him singing unchained melody really emotional uh the makeup is fucking amazing too with essentially he's wearing a fat mask which, I mean, he looks fucking exactly like him there. Um, but yeah, I definitely liked Elvis. I would definitely recommend Elvis. Uh, and I would be open to an extended version. I think there's some more stuff they could have put in this. I also would like to see some of the um, the, the problems he had as far as making Hollywood movies. You know, they they definitely hint at it a little bit and they show some scenes of him making movies and obviously he's not happy with the movies he makes but that that was a big part of Elvis is kind of like one of his failures was as an actor because he wanted to be a serious actor and obviously everything they put him in he sang songs because they wanted him to be Elvis in each one of these movies so it would have been nice to see maybe another 10-15 minutes of that and that experience and the failures of the movies but we kind of got a montage version of that but yeah Let me know what you guys think of Elvis. I personally enjoyed this one. I think it wasn't perfect. I think it was one of the better uh, musical biopics. And it makes me wonder about what we could do in the future here. Because, you know, the Beatles, like I said, one of my favorite bands. 
we could do something good here. We could do a movie. I don't know how it would go down. I don't know how they would do it, but there might be something there. And, uh, yeah, so the podcast is rolling. This is, I don't know, the fifth episode, the sixth episode. I don't even know. I'm losing count. That's how many podcast episodes I'm doing. But check out the other episodes. I'm going to be probably doing another one real soon. Going to go check out uh, the new movie Barbarian probably tonight. So I'll probably have a podcast up a bit later talking about that. Check me out on Instagram, Dom Solo Reels. Check me out on TikTok, Dom Solo Reels. And on Twitter, at Genuine Reels. And I'll see you guys next time.